Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Today is the 16th of November, the 321st day of this leap year of 2020, giving us only 45 days until 2021. Toward the end of last week, the number of confirmed COVID-19 cases worldwide had topped 52.9 million, amounting to an increase of over 3.9 million cases globally since the week before. The number of confirmed cases in the United States near the end of this past week bordered on 10.6 million, an increase of over 900,000 cases since the week before. During that time, the American people listened to their president, Donald Trump, fervently claimed that the results of Pfizer's work on a COVID-19 vaccine had been suppressed by a Democrat conspiracy, with Trump saying this early last week about the company. They didn't have the courage to do it before. And saying this about the Food and Drug Administration and the Democrats. They didn't want to have me get a vaccine win prior to the election, so instead it came out five days later. Meanwhile, Katherine Jansen, head of vaccine research and development at Pfizer, told the journal Science, What people believe is their business. Quite frankly, we had no time and still have no time to deal with politics. Elsewhere on the planet, India has been maintaining a close second place worldwide this past week with 8.8 million confirmed cases of COVID-19. Brazil continues in third place worldwide with 5.8 million confirmed cases. France swapped places with Russia this past week now having over 2 million cumulative confirmed cases of coronavirus, France moved into fourth place, leaving Russia, currently with 1.9 million confirmed cases, in fifth place. Spain is again in sixth place this past week, with 1.5 million confirmed cases of the virus, and the UK with 1.3 million confirmed cases since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, pandemic has risen into seventh place, barely edging out Argentina, now in eighth place. Deaths from COVID-19 globally by this past Friday numbered 1.3 million. Total confirmed COVID-19 deaths in the United States near the end of this past week were over 243,000, an increase of at least 8,000 deaths from the previous week. In other words, nationwide, COVID-19 killed on average at least 1,142 United States citizens per day. Important to note is that the United States has only about 4% of the world's population, but we currently have at least 20% of the world's confirmed COVID-19 cases. So we continue as the number one hotspot for coronavirus deaths on the planet. COVID-19 couldn't ask for a better country to inhabit. Elsewhere internationally, second place in COVID fatalities goes again to Brazil, having over 165,000 deaths since the beginning of the pandemic. India is again in third place, having 129,000 deaths. And Mexico remains in fourth place with close to 98,000 deaths. Heavenward, the sunset tonight and the next few nights will be followed by the slenderest waxing crescent moon which will set by early evening to make way peak displays of Leonid meteor showers. Emanating from the constellation Leo the Lion and affording us perhaps as many as 10 to 15 meteors per hour. 
rural locations with little or no no disruption from man-made lighting will be the best places to view from in the dark hours just before dawn. Today in 1835, extracts from Charles Darwin's Letters to Henslow, a collection of letters Darwin wrote during his several-year voyage aboard the HMS Beagle, were published. John Henslow, professor of mineralogy and botany at Cambridge, had a few years earlier recommended the, at the time, 22-year-old Darwin for the post of unofficial naturalist aboard the Beagle. Today in 1901, President Teddy Roosevelt and First Lady Edith Roosevelt invited Booker T. Washington and his family to dine at the White House. Although several other presidents had invited African Americans to meetings at the White House, none had ever been invited for a meal. So the subsequent get-together caused quite the condemnation from the South, since after all, segregation was still the law at the turn of the 20th century. Inflammatory articles and cartoons about dinner between a former slave and the President of the United States were at the forefront of race relations at the time. Coincidentally, as we round out this most interesting semester at the University of Maine in Orono, we are this next week devoting our Honors College Civilization Sequence 3 classes to Darwin's On the Origin of Species and the week after to Harriet Jacobs's largely autobiographical, Incidents in the Life of a Slave Girl, which Jacobs had written with an audience in mind of primarily rich white women from the North, whom she believed would be kindred spirits to the cause of racial equality. In class discussions, many of our 21st century students believe that survival of the fittest and compassion are not mutually exclusive concepts. Instead, these students are entertaining the notion that cooperation instead of competition will engender the virtues of compassion in such a manner as to enhance the fitness of the species at large. Today in 1945, the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization, known as UNESCO, was found to promote peace and well-being through education, scientific collaboration, and cultural understanding and exchange. Headquartered in Paris, France, UNESCO has 195 state members. Today, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in 1889, George S. Kaufman was born, the third of four children of a middle-class Jewish family. After high school, George wanted to become a lawyer, but gave up on law school after three months turning instead to a number of strange jobs before discovering his talent for writing newspaper columns, soon becoming drama editor for the New York Times, though he also wrote more than 40 plays and several screenplays, among them drafts for the Marx Brothers' 1929 film The Coconuts, their 1930 film Animal Crackers, and their 1935 film A Night at the Opera. Today is also the birthday of Tiberius in 42 AD, of Jose Saramago in 1922, of Chinua Achebe in 1930, of Marge Helgenberger in 1958, of Dwight Gooden in 1964, of Lisa Bonet in 1966, of Martha Plimpton in 1970, and of Maggie Gyllenhaal in 1977. 
and the election dance of late? Let's all continue to keep the faith and to support WERU-FM for its praiseworthy and level-headed coverage of all things national and international. From Orono, Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Here's to the ninth official week of autumn 2020.